Hello and welcome to the Reinforced Running Podcast. My name is Rich Ryan. Today we have Emma Cook-Clark as our guest. She is fresh off a second place finish at the Spartan Race San Luis Obispo, the first stop at the National Series. You also may know her as the 2021 North American Champion for Spartan. Basically, she's a fantastic athlete who's coming into the sport making huge waves. So we talk a lot about her mindset when it comes to training and her approach in general to competition and life. So it was a really awesome, fun conversation. I took a lot away from this and it was really great getting to know her a little bit better and I'm excited to see what the future has for her. So if you have not yet, give us a review, hit us with five stars. Let us know what you think about it. It's really helped for us to know exactly what you like to hear. And it also just kind of helps us out because it's a good ego boost. So that's something that's appreciated. So if you haven't done that, done that. If if you've seen on Spotify, it's super easy. Just click five star, super easy. That's it. All right, here we go. Emma Cook-Clark. And we're on. And we are on. Emma Cook-Clark, thanks for joining me today. I'm really excited to chat with you. Pleasure. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped to talk with you as well. Thanks for asking me. Of course. So I kind of want to start with just like you've been in the sport for a very short amount of time, but you've kind of like burst onto the scene, right? Like your your talent and your ability to uh, work at a high level is undeniable. And then like teaming up with the Dream Team and like really getting uh, in these big races and having that type of support. It's been awesome to see how you've been able to progress uh, even in these like, what was this like your fifth race, your fourth race? This yeah, is past I weekend and slow. I think this would have been fifth race. Oh yeah, and your worst performance was a fifth place finish, then, right at Asheville? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really excited to kind of chat about you and some of the progression and that you're making and kind of what your mindset is. And I do want to talk about slow since that just happened and the coverage came out today. Actually, did you get a chance to watch it at all? Mm, not yet. No, that's nice. It came out. That's quick. Quick turnaround for them. Not, not too bad. Yeah, you, you never know. It's like maybe the next day, maybe two weeks. At the Abu Dhabi one, took forever, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I, I imagine they had so much content to work through there, and just like logistics. I, I don't know. Lots of complications. I I'm sure, and I don't, I don't think they're staffed really heavily either. So it's probably like the same people mm. were in UAE had to come back to like New England or wherever they're based and then kind of do the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'd love to start there after you finished in a fourth place finish at the world championships in Abu Dhabi in what was your third race ever, uh, third or fourth race, um, then kind of taking into an off season. What was it like kind of moving into your first like off season as an OCR athlete? Was it different than ways that you've kind of approached it in the past where you would have had more traditional cross country or trail running or just like collegiate type of off season or, or what were some of the takeaways that you had after like your first real season in OCR? Yeah, I think uh, the season is kind of long, like it's stretching into December that goes beyond what is like good running conditions around here. Typically, typically you're like full on winter ski mode. Um, we had some pretty cold weather too. So like toes, freezing is a limiting factor often mm. <laughs> um so yeah almost feels like the off season started prior to going to Abu Dhabi in some ways um and then right after that I was like right into skiing a lot <laughs> which is kind of my like winter passion um and then again like quick turnaround for a race in March so it feels like a short off season in some ways but at the same time with like 
collegiate running, you're you're trying to manage three seasons in one year. So mm-hmm. those off seasons were usually pretty short. So in ways, this has been good, I think, to just like get a bit of time to try and build a base and just do like one easy run a week is like my my shakeout and hmm. and then now starting to add some workouts in um safely yeah the Abu Dhabi was interesting right because it was and I'm sure actually like coming from Canada it was probably more uncertain than it was for a lot of the um United States-based athletes in terms of like what your travel was going to be like, what kind of restrictions or where it was going to be. But it's like, it was strange that it was so late. It almost seemed like no one really knew that they were going to go. So like, how are you even supposed to prepare for something like that? Was that kind of was like for you? Were you dead set on going or was it kind of last second to get out to Abu Dhabi? No, it was definitely kind like, it was always on the potential radar, but in terms of committing, like, okay, I'm actually going. It really wasn't until I was like, at the airport with a negative test result that I I knew for sure. Yeah, just as you said, like a lot of uncertainties, partly with the event itself, um, but also with the pandemic and restrictions in that sense. Um, And then had like a a COVID scare the week prior where I was feeling sick and then a close contact tested positive and I kind of had the very similar symptoms, but prior to them. So I was pretty sure that I had it. So um, yeah, kind of like interesting fluctuations of going or not but sometimes that's fun because you're not just so fixated on it and like planning everything around it and overthinking so um yeah it's kind of nice to just like take things in stride if they come up and not if they don't (laughs) right instead of like if you were so set and it was so stressful like the COVID thing like it was probably would have taken so much energy just to even wrap your head around going that by the time you would have got there you've just been exhausted not having any fun yeah, I think so. And and then you add like very long travel on top of that and a big time mm-hmm. time change difference. Uh, yeah, there's like a lot of extra factors, I guess, that if you let them get to you big time, then as you said, you'd be like exhausted and burnt out and so worked up about the race because of all these things that you can't control. And so going into that race in Abu Dhabi, it was and like the way the results kind of did shake out just from like, from like one to like, if we took a look at the entire field, one to like 30 or 50, like it was really hard to figure out who was going to do well there just based off of the terrain and just the travel. Like you mentioned, it's, it's pretty demanding, but the women, the North American women did better than the North American men in, uh, in the totality. So when you were, over like going into that race after your North American championship, awesome performance at Tahoe. It seemed like you would have been one of the, one of the favorites there, not knowing necessarily what the terrain was going to do to any specific type of athlete there. I was like, well, if it's like not super technical, if it's like, if there are places that you can run, someone like Emma could come out and, and maybe run away from people. So did when you're approaching when you're approaching that race or any type of race now because now it's clear that you're going to be uh, someone who is going to be at the front of a lot of these races that uh, with the best athletes that we have what is your mindset going into races like that are you thinking about how things are going to turn out or 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 like is there pressure that you're putting on yourself when it comes to performance at that level ooh that's a multifaceted question um in terms of like performance, specifically for Abu Dhabi, I think there were just so much 
like so much was up in the air and so much was uncertain about it. Um, anything from like the terrain to the venue, to the temperature, to what kind of obstacles would be there. Cause it was so mm -hmm. different to, am I going to make it? Um, so I think there my, I definitely didn't feel like I had tons of confidence. Um, but it was mostly about just taking in the experience and less about being there for the race. It's such a place full of contrast from, from living where I do now um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in, in many aspects. So it was just like very stimulating in a lot of ways. Um, and the race itself, like it did make me a little bit nervous while we were there because even moving through the sand just to get up to our tent was like a hard effort. <laughs> so I thought that the race could potentially take like five hours or something, just all depending on how much of it was loose sand and how hard certain uh, maybe like carries were, or how many steep sand dunes they were going to put in or, or how hot it was. And like, yeah, definitely pictured cramping to be like a, a large factor and, and bonking. And then there was this whole like darkness aspect. So there was yeah. just so many things that, <laughs> that made it really, um, yeah, like exciting in ways because it's unknown and because you have to adapt, but also a little bit nerve wracking. Cause you like, you want to, if you're at a race of that level, you want to be as best prepared as possible. And I just didn't feel like I had done tons to prepare, whether that be like a lot of running leading in or, or lots of like specific sand running or compromise. Um, and then I also am like not the most confident on my obstacle competency right yet. And so that, uh, that's a factor in my head too. It's like, mm -hmm. I think, yeah, there's times where I'm, I'm like, confident and go for it and maybe take some chances and then there's times where I hang on way too long and I'm like way too slow which actually makes it more difficult and I do less well so um I don't know if that really answered the question it's kind of all about it does it does and like it's and it leads to some other things that I'm curious about with that answer because you're it sounds like yeah that you are aware of this right it's like there's a lot of factors that are stacking up against you more or less. And a lot of people were in the same boat, but as someone, <clears throat> an athlete who was less experienced when it comes to obstacle proficiency, or maybe there are sand courses somewhere else, there doesn't, there doesn't seem to be very many other courses that are like that, but <laughs> you know, maybe somebody has sand that they can run on where you don't. Right. Mm. And so there was a lot there, but you were still pretty assertive, right? It's still in the race. It wasn't like you were, it didn't seem like you had any of these thoughts in during the race itself, at least from what I could tell. So are, are you able to like compartmentalize these issues and uh, with OCR in general, right? Like it's, there's so many factors where, I mean, I can't tell you how many times, cause I come from a traditional like running cross country background as well, that I'm just like, mm -hmm. I just wish that the spear wasn't in this race. <laughs> it would just be so much better if like the Z wall was dry, you know? So it's not like the same thing where it's like, if my fitness is, is right, then everything should go well. It's not really like that. You know, mm -hmm. so are you, how are you able to like acknowledge that these things exist, but still put out like a really strong, confident performance? Yeah. Well, thanks. I, um, I definitely still a work in progress. <laughs> Every race has been a little bit different and, and I can learn some things. Um, I think one of the big factors is trying to just like have trust in yourself and what you can do. Um, and whether that's your strengths um, or, or something that you're 
maybe less competent in, you still have like strengths within that. So focusing on on the goods. Um, and then also what I've noticed to be like really important in obstacle course racing is trying to stay um, focused on whatever task is at hand. Mm. And, and that uh, that would probably like allow you to do best at that specific thing. Um, I did notice in Abu Dhabi because it was such a long race um, that the mind could wander a little bit and also it there were times where it like trended in a bit of a negative direction like whoa Hmm. you're getting tired you're gonna cramp (laughs) soon like these cramps are gonna spread um like oh no you've got a rig coming up or um so there was a little bit of that like negative talk in my head of oh boy you're in like fourth place right now like you shouldn't you shouldn't even be up here like you should probably be back in seventh or (laughs) um Oh, Lindsay's going ahead. Like, yep, that makes sense. She should be up there. I should be here. Um, so, yeah, still working on compartmentalizing. But uh, I think a lot of that just comes from, like, trust in training and trust in what you can do, which um, working towards that. Yeah, because, I mean, I could imagine at a place like Abu Dhabi where it's just, like, an endless, like, vi- visually from a spectator. I wasn't there. I was just watching it. What, however the, the footage was and I was happy to be watching it that way like it didn't look very fun for the athletes who are out there but uh visually from my perspective it was beautiful but I'm, imagine as like running there is probably a lot of the same so it's probably there's not mm-hmm. as that like stimulation that you can have in a race say like slow where it's like up and down right. and things kind of like change um and so I when I first started I was missing obstacles like crazy too um and when I would miss them, I would feel bad about it <laughs> for, I don't know, ha- the next quarter of the race. Mm-hmm. Um, how w- was it similar to that for you in Asheville? Like, cause Asheville, there was, I mean, Asheville was a hard race for a lot of athletes. It's just like wet obstacles, right? It was like really humid and dewy. Were you able to, to focus on the task at hand right away? Did you know that was something that you're going to need? And were you able to harness that? right from the jump or did you kind of take your lumps in some races and realize like, Oh, if like if my head's going to start drifting, then this isn't going to go well. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Asheville was really funny. That was like a lot of back to back kind of like, oops, made a mistake, failed that, failed that again, failed that again. <laughs> um, but I, I like, I knew very well going into Asheville that that would be the case. So I was like pretty prepared for it. Um, and almost like I felt that way in Abu Dhabi too. Like when I fell off the rig, the final rig, I wasn't surprised. And I wasn't like, at the time, I wasn't even that disappointed because in I think in my head, I had had like not counted myself a contender for the podium. So I was like, this is makes sense. This is how it was meant to be. <laughs> hmm. um, but then after the fact, I was like, wow, that was probably avoidable with just some more focus. Um, which is a lesson that I thought I had learned in Asheville where I like was, uh, so I, in Asheville, I touched the beater and then I came down off of it and forgetting (laughs) that you can only touch it. Like, can I do that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then, and then like burpees there were fun and interesting. And then, um, approaching the rig, which was kind of like the next major obstacle in Asheville, I was coming down a hill and I looked up at the rig and then in doing that I managed to step on a rock and like twist my ankle pretty good (laughs) which was like another sort of like surprise and really good lesson of like okay well don't if you're worried about something that's coming up 
you're going to mess up what you're currently doing instead of just focusing on what you're currently doing, doing that as best as you can, and then addressing the whatever the next challenge is once you're there. Um, so that was that was a good good lesson. Um, and I think that that goes for like before and after whatever challenge it is. Um, so just doing thinking most about what you're doing right right then um, that'll best serve you. And I, I really focused on that in this past weekend in slow and I had the little incident on Olympus. Once I was on the penalty lap, I just tried to keep like chanting something in my head or like have a mantra mm. of like, you're running now, like, let's go different, different story. Like this is just part of the race now. Um, you just have this nice little loop to run on, like, let's go. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, just like, just trying to move on from it. Yeah. Cause I've been in those races where I'm like, how can I fix this in training? And I'm starting to, and I'm somewhere else, right? It's like, mm. if I need to get better at Olympus, what do I need to do better? It's like, that doesn't matter right, right now. Uh, what did happen on Olympus? Um, yeah, I, so it's kind of funny. I still am like a little bit nervous on some of the obstacles, uh, just don't feel like I mm-hmm. fully have them dialed in. Um, and the consequences of failing some of them are like pretty high, you know, it puts you out of contention or, or in contention. Um, and it can happen so quick. So I, I wasn't all that worried about Olympus cause lately I found it's like being all good. And I thought I had a system. Um, and so I think that was like part of it is once I got to it, I was like, la-di-da, don't care. <laughs> so I like, in some ways, I need to find this like this sweet spot of confidence where I have like a bit more guts to go for it, but at the same mm-hmm. time I'm like still focused in and, and not taking anything lightly or for granted. Um, so yeah, my feet just kind of like slipped down, which they do. And then I didn't, I was like, ah, I'm probably fine to just keep my legs like dangling below me instead of bringing my knees up, um, which I shouldn't have done. Cause then I just like went a little bit too low on one of the holds and my knee like swiped the ground as I was penduluming. Um, huh. So it was like close to the end, but anyway, good, good lesson that I'll, uh, I'll try and apply to more of them. <laughs> it, lo- it looked like you finished. It looked like it was like your feet may have touched the ground right before you hit the bell or something. Cause it was right at the mm. end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was like two holds away from the end or something. So it wasn't necessarily a strength thing. It was more technique at that for that. Yeah, I think so. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's also like, that's like the, like I, I go back and forth when it, when it's like these big penalties. I, I think that I, I don't love the mandatory completion aspect because then these obstacles get, I think, a little bit too out of hand where it's like, okay, there needs to be a fitness component, right? Mm-hmm. So they're like, and, and some of these mandatory completion ones, it's like whoever can do the one rig, they win no matter how far back or how much like running ability that they have. Right. But the penalty loops and the penalty and the burpees, it, it's, it stops like innovation and it hurts the athlete from taking risks. Cause mm-hmm. like you said, it's just such a, it can take you out of the race. Like, and that's what happened. That's slow, right? You were in a pretty good lead. It seemed like things were comfortable. And then by the time you came out of that penalty loop, it was just like, you're kind of in, in no man's land at that, at that point. Um, between you and Lindsay anyway. So, but like, you've only had, how many cracks have you had at Olympus? Like three, four? <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. So that, that's just like the problem with it, with how there's, you don't have enough ch- chances to really figure out how to improve. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, 
like failure is so important for learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're taught to like, oh no, you can't fail ever, then we're going to be so much more reserved and like really uh, reluctant to take bigger risks. And then in doing so, I think we like are way slower to grow and improve. Whereas when you like get the opportunity to fail and test your limits, then you you know a bit more where they are and you're more comfortable in like making these bigger moves. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to someday get to a course and like race the Saturday or something and then Sunday hopefully be like healthy enough to just go run an open heat or something and and just play around on them so that you can like okay I'm gonna like try skipping this or jumping mm-hmm. really far or whatever mm-hmm. um yeah that's that's one thing with the culture of uh OCR and like Spartan races like the back-to-back stuff mm. and just like traditional my background anyway I was like ah, I'd rather have like one good effort and then focus on recovery and training for the next race in like three or four weeks or whatever but the experience matters. <laughs> the back-to-back mm. races really, really are helpful, even though it's there's like a balance between how many like hard efforts you can kind of put in. Um, so I like the idea of doing like an open race and just doing some loops. Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be fun. So, how are you liking the obstacles? <laughs> like, because it's like you you have a pretty good background in running, right? So, mm-hmm. are you enjoying doing the obstacles? Yeah. Yeah, I think I I quite do like them. Um, that, that wasn't very proper English. Um, <laughs> I got what you um, Yeah, no, I do. The I think the the biggest thing is kind of as we've talked about it, just like this like this sense of being timid, which is funny. And I'm not. I don't really feel like I am that way in other parts of life. I like to like attack things. Um, I feel pretty like comfortable that way. And I find often I perform better when I just like you know, do it with strength and commitment. Um, so I'm excited to hopefully get to that point in the obstacles where I can like do them safely, but mm-hmm. like with a bit more fluidity and yeah, just, just confidence really. Do you have a gym? Is there something like that in uh, in Calgary there, where you can, is there an obstacle or like a Ninja Warrior place or anything? Yeah, there is one obstacle type gym. They do have a few things um not fully everything um but yeah i i will try and get there a little bit more often (laughs) and with uh like you said your approach for things like being like attacking things and going after things with like strength and and kind of how you're uh, like approach most of things and that's how you kind of do better that that sounds like in ocr it's something that has kind of taken you uh, taking you back a little bit. It's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, this is not something that I was expecting uh, ha- to have an outcome from going at these races. Uh, is there anything else that when you first started to come into OCR that has surprised you along the way in terms of the race itself or like your mindset around the races or just anything at all? Um, ooh, great question. Yeah, I think they're, uh, they're, oof, I don't know. They're pretty exciting (laughs) and they're a bit interesting as there's so many different elements and it does require um, a decent amount of like focus because you're jumping in and out of running and other obstacles. Um, So you you get less of that like rhythm that you can just get in your zone and and stay there. The broken aspect makes it kind of fun because you you finish something and you're like, okay, time to like rev it back up. But 
the other part of your brain's thinking like, no, 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 like save it for the next obstacle or, mm-hmm. oh no, you're kind of like tired now or your heart rate's elevated. Let's just chill so that you don't bonk. <laughs> um, so it almost, I think it takes like more understanding of your body and where your physical limits are um, mm-hmm. to know like how, how hard you should be pushing, which is something that I'm like excited to, to start to learn a bit more about as this season progresses just with more um yeah i i don't normally say that i like specific training but i think that this summer i might like do a bit of specific training <laughs> just to just, <laughs> just to, to get feel that it. understanding gotta, yeah 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 like in, in running it's so set right and like you can even like bring it back to metrics you know like heart rate or just like pace and be like if i'm mm-hmm. at this pace i should be able to hold it for this long based off mm-hmm. of xyz whatever but in these races like the terrain matters so that, that was for me was the thing it's like i didn't realize how challenging different terrain would be in terms of like how much output i could put out there yeah so and I, and and what you're saying about yeah like how tired does a sandbag carry make you and sometimes the sandbags are like different weights mm, <laughs> you know yeah. sometimes you can't even tell what's 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 going to happen with that yeah yeah i do find myself wondering that while i'm doing them especially for like the the tough ones that are on like steeper terrain i'm like well i could crush this like go as hard as i can but then i would pay for that later so what do i do do i just like stay at a steady steady rate like try and maintain heart rate or something but then you're just walking and going slow or do you like (laughs) give her hard and try and like make up some ground but then are you gonna run slower so what do you think yeah because i I go back (laughs) i go back and forth right it's like is it better just to get in and it seems like a lot of these races end up being that way it's like everybody just kind of gets in over their head and then halfway through the race, the positions are, are the positions because <laughs> mm-hmm, everybody's just like mm-hmm. dead. Yeah. So, so what do you, what do you think? Like, what's the best bet? Should you just go and, and just like hope <laughs> or is it better to kind of like conserve and, and, and move throughout the course later? Yeah. I'd say probably like a bit of a, a middle ground and depending on when it is in the course. Um, I do think for sure, like some people respond differently, uh, just like physiologically, it kind of makes sense, you know, what you've, what you've trained for, or what you're, if you're used to like doing heavy squats, then a sandbag carry would impact you less hard than if you're like a strict, I like running fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so probably, probably different people would benefit from different approaches, I would think. Um, what about you? Oh, <laughs> I don't know, like probably kind of a middle ground, maybe. Hmm. Um, yeah. Because your skill set, you're not just a fast runner. Like your carries are really good. I didn't. Did you look at the Strava segments or anything? I haven't got a chance to look at it for slow in terms of like how the carries. Do you look at that stuff at all? No, I don't. I don't really. I sometimes use Strava when I bring my phone with me, but um, <laughs> other than that, I don't use Strava much. Oh, you're not typically on it. Yeah, the, no. like. It's kind of cool because they'll show you for carries specifically, right? Because then you can see where how well you did on a spe- specific carry due to uh, compared to the competition. Yeah, so like, yeah. They'll have a segment for that um, because, like, your carry your carries are, have seemed to be pretty rock solid. So it's not like you need to straight up conserve for mm-hmm. just the running, mm-hmm. and that has to do with uh, your work, right? Mm. Would you attribute that to like how your carries are so strong? 
Uh, yeah, I think partly work and partly like what I do for fun. I'm often like carrying around a backpack. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> other things. <laughs> so do you get excited by carries? Or are you like, okay, this is my jam. Like, let's, let's, let's see how these go. Or are they just not really slowing you down that much? Yeah, I think uh, I, I like them. They're a nice little like hurdle in some ways. I think I like them too because I can't, like there's no real chance to fail them. And so, um, (laughs) (laughs) no, but really like I, we're, there's only so much that we can do at the same time. So if we're having to like think critically, but also demand highly from our muscles, (laughs) we, there, there's a limit to that, you know? Um, so I kind of enjoy turning your brain off and just like going as hard as you can. But if you're turning your brain off and having to like make lots of other decisions (laughs) or, or like correct if your hand is slipping or something, then that's a little bit, uh, it's just another curveball, which is great. And that's why the obstacles are like really fun and exciting and different. But uh, it's nice to just put your head down and grind sometimes. That that might be the part that was the most surprising for me is how much brain activity mm. is, is needed, you know, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, I mentioned I'm more for cross country, but I was better at like track and field, which is literally just put yourself in a spot and then go until your body set it shuts you down right. <laughs> so it's like yeah. at least in cross country like there's a little bit more tactics and like some terrain to deal with mm-hmm. but in ocr it's just like constant it is like do you and and so you said you take the you relish the parts that are where you can kind of shut the brain down because it's not so mentally stimulating because that takes energy too mm-hmm. that really does maybe that's why it's so exhausting yeah, I think so. And I think not to like try and play the like inexperienced card, but I think a lot of where I waste my mental energy is like some of the doubt, you know, being like, well, monkey bars are coming up. Like, even though it's somewhat easy, you still, you could very well fail because you have before. Like, what are you going <laughs> to do? <laughs> Don't fail. <laughs> Don't be dumb. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of that like throughout the race. And then when I clear that obstacle, I'm like, wow. Cool. You didn't, you didn't fall off. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> then um, I had some. I had somewhere I wanted to go with that. Ah. Um. So now, after you've had a full season of it, are like, are you like completely in? Because sometimes we see athletes who kind of dabble. And they come in and out of it, right? Like, mm-hmm. what specifically has been as like after you had some experience now? Like, what has drawn you to OCR? Oh, numerous factors. Um, the community is pretty special. I think that's been really fun to be part of. Um, partly with the dream team. That's like it's just it's nice when you start a new sport to to be immersed in a group of people that's like ready to support each other and like they're all in for a good time um and just like brings you brings you closer when you can go and like stay somewhere together or or have somebody like bounce ideas off of instead of just like doing this solo trip and renting Mm -hmm. a motel or something Mm -hmm. um so the community is definitely nice and that's like that goes way beyond the dream team it's so so awesome to having like just yeah, people being being around and being excited and and wanting to like grow together and and work towards things and enjoy the sport for all it is. Um, so that part's definitely huge. Um, I like the 
the the variety and locations that these races are that's a, a neat factor like going places that you probably wouldn't necessarily go if it weren't for the race um and then just the variety of it like as well what the racing itself offers I think is a fun fun challenge and it goes nicely with the other things I like to do in my life so it's nice that I like I haven't had to um to make like huge sacrifices or anything mm -hmm. I should mm -hmm. as you mentioned like go to a, a OCR specific gym I probably should do that a little bit more often um and then I should do a bit more like running specific stuff but in the meantime it's like it's kind of fun for me to to do these but also by doing them I don't have to close a whole bunch of doors at the same time so mm -hmm. I can still do a lot of like I don't know yeah skiing in this season and some climbing and then hope I'll do some mountain running races in the summer as well. So I think it's just a good, like good all round sport that um, in some ways like favors people who do other activities, which is refreshing. Yeah. It's almost like, it's like derivative off of all the things that you're kind of doing. It's just kind of mixing it all. It's like mm -hmm. putting it in one spot. And you mentioned this a couple of times now about not necessarily being very specific in the training, which I'm guessing meaning like you're not like doing burpees like going for runs, like doing whatever. Um, but like, so, and, and there's a, like hearing you talk is a couple of things that, that come to my mind with that. It's like, there's gotta be like an enjoyment factor to the way that you're training, which will probably help you perform well. And it kind of sounds like what you do now. It's like all these other things in life that you're, that you would be doing anyway, just kind of happen to help with OCR, do you worry that the specific training will take away some of the joy of the other stuff that you're doing? Or what are your thoughts about like the specific stuff? Yeah, I guess by specific, I mean, more like just in terms of running, um, like having more structure. Mm. <laughs> um, I kind of like to just like go with what feels good. Um, and also with like a bit of a history of running related injuries, I am now pretty okay to like not run much in fear of like injuring myself mm -hmm. <laughs> so definitely on the side of like very minimal mileage um but i am hoping to work towards like a little bit more and then do some more like specific running workouts and like aiming to get a bit more time on feet so that i can become a little bit more durable um and then i think that will like help transfer to the races as well. Cause running fitness is a nice part of a race. That's a lot of running in it. It's all foot. Yeah. All foot <laughs> it's weird, the, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I've talked to a couple athletes who are kind of have a similar approach, like high level athletes who are just like, well, I know what I like to do and I know how I feel best and not doing, you know, a hard workout Tuesday, hard workout Friday, increasing my miles by X percentage, however much like that doesn't necessarily work for mm. everyone, you know, like the mm -hmm. way, that, like the textbook way is how, um, isn't, isn't like, it's not always as fun, you know, and it's not always as intuitive, you know? Mm -hmm. So was it when you were racing in, in college, I'm sure that was a little bit more structured, right? Yeah. Were yeah. You, were you getting hurt? Yeah, yeah, I was in like the track season for sure. Yeah. Just like the, the miles type of thing, or it was just like too uh, hard too often. Too hard, too fast, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's like just college running, you know? I know. Yeah. It's funny. Like, you you feel good 
and you just want to keep up. You want to keep up with your friends. You're like, well, they're running. Okay, I'll go. Um, and then just certain certain parts can't handle it. And it's like it's a team sport, sort of. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's still like a competition, even between like if your teammate gets second, you get third. Like, right. You'd probably rather get second. And that and it's hard to, <laughs> to separate those things from the team aspect and from the training, even within the day. You know, it's like, well, mm-hmm. I want to keep up with that person, but you might not be there yet. And just it's 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 hard. It's yeah. Hard to really kind of keep that balance. It is interesting. Yeah, it's fun that like your your best friends are also your your worst enemies, but that's how <laughs> that's how we grow and like move forward together. And I think we all are better off by having people like that in our lives that hold us accountable and keep us honest. Yeah. It seems like it's a 50, 50 for people, probably less than that. It's probably like 35% of people have a good experience running in college. Oh, wow. What do you think? Did you, did you enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. You're on the 35 point then. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I want to double back to something you, you mentioned before about like, just in terms of the obstacles themselves, where you were saying like, Failure helps us learn and being able to take chances is something that uh, will help us grow. And I do, I definitely agree with the obstacle piece, right? Like if we can do it wrong, be like, let me do something, let me do it different next time. So you're not making the same mistakes over and over. Is that something that you have? Is that something that you kind of instill in other parts of your life as well? Like, do you look, do you, do you enjoy the failure part of just like trying new things? Enjoy it as much as I guess someone can. <laughs> yeah, and by saying that, I don't mean like I think you should fail at everything you do. For sure. <laughs> um, but but to an extent, I think it's uh, it's good. Um, yeah, I I've always appreciated challenge in my life, and I think I've I've sought it out in in whether it be work or or fun or whatever, um, because it does just provide this like obvious opportunity. For you to work on something and for you mm. to grow as a person in your in your body and your mind um so i i definitely seek out things that like i might not succeed at um and yeah it's it's exciting because you don't know <laughs> um it's definitely not boring you know you don't set yourself up for for success every time um again it's important to set, set, like set yourself up for that some of the time um, or, or have like your goals within a reasonable reach. But, um, I do love the feeling of like, I don't know, <laughs> definitely might fall here or, or fail this or, or drop this ladder or whatever. <laughs> um, just cause it gives you the chance to like really test yourself. And when evaluating those times, right. Cause it's, I've found personally when i'm complacent it's not like i've put these like habits and kind of like walls and barriers in place so that things are like comfortable right so it's hard to it's hard to see when uh i am complacent you know what i mean right oh totally yeah so like knowing when to branch out is sometimes like (laughs) it could be months be years before I'm like, Oh, you know what? I, I haven't been uncomfortable in a mm. while. Um, mm-hmm. do you, are you, con- are you thinking about that? Is it something that is like daily or do you have like checks in places like in terms of like a feeling that would help you kind of reach out and explore different things? 
Ooh, that's a really good point. I like what you said about the complacency. And I think that is so often where we run into uh, bad times. <laughs> um, so maybe that's partly why I just like, like to seek out challenge and failure on my own is because it happens before you get to the complacency stage. Because that's like back to the race. I think I probably was complacent on Olympus and then that happened, you know, not, <laughs> n not necessarily like it could have happened with a hundred percent focus as well, but, um, I'd rather, I'd rather have the failures like be when you know, and be when you are like pushing your limits as opposed to when you're like holding back or being lazy or like letting certain important things in your life slip. Um, hmm. so yeah, in terms of like knowing a feeling, um, that's a good Good question. I think maybe it's, I just like try to, to not get there. And, like try yeah. to get. and I do, I do think sometimes I do a little bit like, like too much. I feel a little bit like sporadic and, oh, I should really like calm down and um, reflect on things or like take a bit of time or, or chill out and like try and do less. But um, maybe again, that's just me being like, nope, because if you do that, you'll, you'll slack and and then you'll mess up other parts so um i'm not i'm not entirely sure so it could potentially be constant with you yeah i i do think that so much of life is connected um and like sport applies to a lot um and and then work applies to everything and relationships apply to everything or all the lessons can apply to each of those so I would say it's like a fairly constant attitude almost of let's go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I mean, it would be easy to then not get into that one zone, right? Where it's always like push what's different. Like, like I went left last time. Let's go right this time. And just like expanding the, the options of, of the things that you can do. Right. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But I could imagine that also gets stressful, right? Like because the 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 habits that we have in place are, um, they're there to like conserve energy, you know. And the less energy we need to serve, like the the less stress we need to take on. So, is there? Do you get to points where it does kind of like bubble over? Like, do you over? Do you take on too much sometimes? And like, do you? How do you know that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think. My uh, my family or boyfriend could attest to that <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess a couple things. I think one is if I'm like always trying to push and challenge or whatever, then I don't really celebrate any sort of like victory because mm. um, I'm like quick to think, well, probably could have done it better. Or like, sure, that was good. But like this part I didn't quite address or like, I didn't go above and beyond it, like every single aspect or something. Um, so that's something that I need to be aware of, just like keeping keeping things in check, like not being too hard on myself, but at the same time, not like pat myself on the back all the time because I do want to keep growing and challenging. Um, but yeah, I am trying to get better at like taking a nap after my work shift or mm. or saying no to to like a big ski day if I'm not feeling the energy um so yeah trying to get better at recognizing the signs instead of um having it present itself in like a big mistake or something that i made that was avoidable but i was just like too tired to notice it or 
or oh, an okay. injury or you know something like that that turns up because because it will if you push it like life's gonna slap you back down <laughs> there's only so much we can do right mm-hmm. like it gets to a point where you just if i could try to stuff everything in like it's for me it just starts to feel worse <laughs> you know and right. then, like the best thing to do is just to sit and just like stare blankly. <laughs> it's like, what do I need to do right now? It's like yeah. all these millions of things I need to do. It's like, I should probably just sit here, which is hard to do. <laughs> it it's is. Really it's hard one of the hardest things, I think. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Have you been able to have any type of like reflection with OCR uh, in terms of like the the positives that you have seen so far? Because uh, like I mentioned a couple of times, like your worst finish is fifth place in a national series. And you haven't done, have you done any races that haven't been national series or championship races? Um, I did. Yeah, I did a, a red deer in Canada here. We had a, a beast. It was the day. So the Canadian series race was the one day and I did the, the race the second day instead because okay. I had work the other day. Oh, but you um, did. When was that? 2019? No, okay. that, that was this last year. So I think it was August or something. Oh yeah, and you were like fourth overall or something, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um Oh, that wasn't the super that was the beast? Yeah. Okay. Got it. So I mean you've had some relative success pretty early, right? So are you feeling have you been able to feel good about it? Or are you kinda like, all right, what what's next? Like how do I consistently mm. improve? It's gotta be tough when you come in and like your worst position is fifth, right? So it's like where a lot of people probably train for 10 years to get fifth mm. <laughs> when you're coming in and you're like, okay, like, does it feel like you're doing well? Or are you feeling like you need to, you have so much more to work on? Um, yeah, I feel like I've got a lot to work on. Um, I'm, I'm like able to recognize that, that, that was exciting to, to be able to like have some success. Um, but I also know that it's not just like out of the blue, you know, I, mm-hmm. I have a running background and I also have a, like have been doing strength and climbing and other activities for a long time. So I had like the tools that I would need. Um, so then now it's a matter of like, I know I can do better and it's not, not so much at all in like a placing sense. I don't really care tons about that, mm-hmm. but more just in like a, doing that's kind of what I'm passionate about I guess is like we're here on earth like let's just do the best we can let's be the best person we can be let's like be as friendly as we can be in a sustainable way um be generous but like also be generous to yourself and grow um and then in whatever you do like you're doing it you might as well do it to the best of your abilities again Mm -hmm. in a sustainable way like you can't be 150% in, in everything you do in life and have expect a list of like 50 things that you want to be good at. Um, there's, there's a line somewhere and there is sacrifice <laughs> to be made, but yeah. I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is like, I think that I can be a better obstacle course racer. Like even right now with like the condition that my body and mind are in, I think I can do a lot better. Um, so I'm excited to like try and work on that and, and believe that a little bit more. Like I say that, but is it really true in my head? I'm not sure. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I mean, it's clear if anybody's been observing, like, I think that's, that also is the case, right? Like you come in and you get this, uh, outcome success, right? Like where it's like mm. from the outside be like, Oh wow, she's doing really well. But like, 
there's meat on the bone there, right? So it, it, it's yeah. cool that you're feeling like you should continue to kind of press into it because we see people come in and out of this sport, right? They'll come in and, and have middling success or like some good and some bad. So I'm mm-hmm. glad to hear that, that you are like wanting to, to be that way. Do you see yourself here long-term? Like what do you, or is it going to be kind of like, or is it going to kind of be with that same type of approach where it's like, this is great. And then, and then when I feel like there's a different adventure that I need to, to go after, um, like, what do you see yourself in the sport? Yeah, I, uh, I'm not like all in right now. I'm not, okay, this is my sole focus, like quit doing other activities and focus on this. Um, I'm not there, but I don't think I need to be to like have fun and, and, Mm -hmm. and get better, you know? So, um, yeah, for now, I'm, I think it works well keeping it like kind of on, on the side burner. Maybe I've got four burners on at once and it's one of them. Um, and at certain times of the year, maybe I'll like crank one up or, or the opposite, but I'd like to continue for now. And I don't know, there's, there's lots of change happening in the sport, it seems, which is exciting. So that's partly going to be a factor is like seeing where, where it goes and then doing what makes sense. Um, but for now, I, I like it and I'll be around, but I'm going to be doing other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's fair, right? Like it's, it's it's the season is too long. The season mm. is honestly too long. So it's like, I feel like an eight to 68 to 16 week block, like of like real focus on something for this sport in particular would probably yield really great results for anybody, not just mm-hmm. for, for you, however, like, um, mm-hmm. like something that comes to mind is your, your dream team team, uh, teammate, uh, Annie, where she, mm-hmm. she was all in last year. Right. Like, and, yeah. but she's also someone who would like to have other other burners going, but for that, mm-hmm. like last season, just like, all right, this is where I'm going to put my focus. And you saw like what that yielded in terms of results. Totally. Right? So, yeah. Definitely worth it for that year. Right. But like, where's the sustainability piece? Like how much True. is like, is, is it taking it too far because of how long this is or because of how like singularly focused? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that that is, is, is fair for that. And then just wanted to see what else is available for you. Um, yeah, cause we'll see where the sport goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned something with the, you're known to be friendly, I believe. And you mentioned being, being friendly, like you're very vocal in terms of your encouragement for your competitors, <laughs> which is great, <laughs> which is great to see. So, but like when it comes to the competition piece, is it almost all intrinsic then? And that's kind of like what you had mentioned before. It's like just pushing yourself to be as, 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 uh, doing things as much as you possibly can to the fullest of your own ability. Is there any external competitiveness with that? Or are you pretty much like pull everything internally? So that's where your focus becomes. Yeah. Um, I'd say most of it comes from there. I'd say I could benefit from a bit more external because <laughs> <laughs> like in this race, it was so nice and so gorgeous. I just felt like I was, like I time traveled to somewhere way different because of how like much of a contrast it was from up here right now. Um, and yeah, just like really beautiful and really different. And I felt so much, like so much gratitude to be out there that, um, after the spear, when I was kind of like in, in between Lindsay and the other pack, I was just like enjoying myself. I didn't like, I was, I was running, but I wasn't like, you know, getting into that red line, like, you know, race mode. Um, 
and I just didn't really like I don't I don't know it's not because I was trying to avoid pain it was just I didn't like feel I needed to almost I don't know um so I think I don't know in some ways it would be good to have a bit more of that like drive to to win or whatever but at the same time I do really value um seizing moments for like more than just one thing so I was down there and I loved enjoying it and and looking about and like recognizing that and then it made me have fun and maybe it made me like do better you know maybe if Mm -hmm. I had have been so fixated on doing well I wouldn't have so um yeah I think largely it's internal um and then I from the past I've noticed too that like I could have something that seems like a big success but I'm like not that fussed about it and then I have other things that like don't seem like a big deal but I'm really excited about it and I think that comes down to um, being proud of the effort that I've put in so if I feel like I've been fairly dedicated or I've put in like a lot of work into something um, then I'm I'm more likely to be able to celebrate it because it's it's less of like a one-off oh you did great and more of like wow (laughs) nice dedication over the last like however many months or years of of working hard and putting in the time and effort to get to this thing that you really wanted um and that can be like from a school situation where you're learning Mm -hmm. and and putting in the time to get a grade or or at work or in sport yeah it's like the challenge and that's like what's so nice about sport right is that there is in school like we don't necessarily have that uh the same type of outcome-based learning as adults you know so it's mm-hmm. hard to have that now but that's what sports is that right it's like let me see if i can take my 5k from 20 minutes to 19 minutes let me put in this work for this and then the accomplishment like wow that was actually awesome i can't believe like i'm very proud of that even though i got 100th place or something um right is, do you have something like what's a mega goal is there something huge out there that you're like man if i that like you can see yourself in like 10 years doing or something like that well ah that's scary um I you know I don't think that much in advance um other than that I like I've always had it as my goal I guess or to is just to like maximize wherever I'm at um and maximize what I've been um like fortunate enough to to land in in terms of like where where I'm living and, and what body and stuff I have. So that's my biggest goal is just to like keep trying to trying uh-huh. to do things that I love and, and stay passionate and um and keep like a, a positive energy in the things that I do. Um in terms of something like tangible though, yeah, I I don't really have something I could tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, that's because that's interesting, right? It's like, it's, it's not something tangible, like the, the mind that like the approach, but like, it is something because you'll never know if you did that. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily like something that we need it doesn't need to be outcome focused by mm-hmm. any means. So it's more like a lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Um, I should probably get a life coach though. They'd help me. <laughs> they might they might point you somewhere, but some, you're doing fine. You're doing great. Yeah. So you don't need it. Um, can we talk a little bit more about slow? Cause I just watched the coverage, like sure. I said, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm interested. So okay. that, that race went out, you have not raced Renee, right? No, no. Did you know who she was? Um, 
vaguely I knew that like Nicole had said that oh there's this steeplechaser who's gonna be there she's really fast but needs work on obstacles or something um unless she's like trained or whatever and gotten better yeah. so I knew that there was gonna be a Renee well I thought that there would be um and then beyond that I didn't really know much about her because she's fast She's very, yeah. like, <laughs> she, very. <laughs> I think like, I mean, she's in uh, her master's years now, but she ran, I think she had mm-hmm. run like 227 for a full in her yeah, life. Wow. 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 Yeah. It was like an 11 time all American or something. I'm not sure what her steeple time was anyway. So when that pace happened, cause she kind of took it from, from the gun, she has done. And then in at least one or two other races in the past, mm-hmm. um, was it immediately, were you trying to match it or did you know right from the jump? Like, oh, this is a little bit out there. Like, and that, <laughs> and, that and you might not have, you haven't had a race like that, right? In, in OCR anyway, I'm sure in other, other parts of life for sure. But mm. in OCR, it's never, it seems like whatever pace was happening, like you could either dictate it or be comfortable in it. Mm-hmm. With that going on, did, did alarm bells go off or were you just like, uh, or did you instantly kind of settle into where you felt you needed to be? Yeah, it was awesome. I was so stoked. It was it was really fun to like have have somebody up there pushing it, and uh, just to see her go was inspiring for me. And like, I haven't been doing much running at all or like speed work, and so I really didn't know how my body would handle. But it just like it felt so fun to be trying to run with her that I was like, whatever, we're here, let's, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> you can suffer later. Um, yeah, I think it was like after probably like. 75 meters i was like hi i'm emma what's your name (laughs) i'm renee and i was like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) Um, because some people like to start hot and then and then simmer off pretty quick but i was like you're not simmering down this is sweet um so yeah it it was cool it was uh she's got such good strength and obviously amazing running fitness that i think she could she could really put some things together and and become a really competent dialed in racer if she wants to but I also understand that she's got other focus but um yeah it was it was really fun to have her to chase and and have um her to chase me down when if she was a bit slower on obstacles yeah that was and like that was did you think that that would because you I mean you have to know you're like probably the fastest runner on the in the course right typically like mm. objectively mm-hmm. in, in the field it's like if someone's going to pass you on something, it's either going to be on like an obstacle or something like that. And, and especially mm-hmm. a, a terrain like where it wasn't incredibly technical. Was mm-hmm. it weird <laughs> to have someone be like, oh, wow, this person, because she, she took forever on Helix and then yeah. caught you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. It was cool. I, um, yeah, again, just like very impressive. I think once we started like getting a bit of separation on the obstacles, I definitely simmered down in the running just to to make sure that I could like last. Mm. <laughs> um, and it was just like super cool to, to see her do that leapfrogging. Um, definitely admirable and, and definitely ins- like got, gets me excited about working more on, on running to try and build that up again. For sure. And then, so was you, you were, you were on Olympus first. Yeah. And then was anybody on Olympus? Was Renee there? I don't really know. I didn't, I think she was like, she was probably close. Did you pass her for good? Um, uh, (laughs) 
I'd have to look at a map. I don't I don't recall really what was before Olympus. There was like the pipe layer and maybe it was probably Helix actually that just like got a bit of a gap on her. Oh, I thought she caught back up to you after oh, Helix. Yeah, I don't know. I'd I'd have to see. <laughs> the the live footage the live footage caught you. You turned and looked at the camera and, and like said something about like she's really fast or, or something oh, like that. Yeah. And then yeah. something like that. But then yeah. so at at Olympus I don't think Lindsay was too far behind. No, she wouldn't um, have been far. Yeah. I and then I don't know how long. Once that happened and like you were like you said, like, okay, now and you had that mindset of not dwelling on failing an obstacle. Mm-hmm. Um, how were were you working toward catching her or or did you were you just again kind of keeping it internal like this is where I need to be, this is the pace that I can hold? Or what was your mindset after uh, and like the last, I guess that was like the last, what, like 2K of the race or so? Three, I guess that was probably another 5K yeah. or so. Um, well, when when I was on that penalty loop, like there still were, I still had the spear, I still had the rig and twister. Um, so all things that like I have failed in the past. <laughs> so I wasn't, I, I was like a little bit defeated in some ways being like, okay, here you go. You threw it away again. Um, but on the other hand, I wasn't, um, I wasn't like that upset of like, oh, you, you lost the lead. Like, oh no, go catch her. Just because mm-hmm. I knew that there's so many other things that like I very well could fail, I guess, especially the, the spear. Um, so I just was like, whatever, don't, don't get worked up now. Mm-hmm. Um, stay here and, and go from there. And then, yeah, coming back, it was, it was pretty cool timing um, getting back from the penalty loop because at that point, um, a, like four more girls finished the Olympus. So it was this right. fun little like bottleneck almost. It was, it was cool. like Ida and Alex and all of them kind of came off of it. Yeah, when and you were Chris coming and like Ariel not far behind. And Did they come so with you or were you able to just kind of? Um, well, yeah. Um. We all spread out for the spears, um, mm. and Ida and I finished at like pretty much the same time. Mm. Um, and then I think Alex was really not far behind, and Chris failed. But yeah, if I had failed that, that would have like changed things a lot big time too. So just happy, happy that didn't go poorly for me. Yeah, you nailed the spear. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's big. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if Lindsay missed her spear in that race, like you very well would have caught her. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You're only about yeah. a minute behind. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, well, Chris missed hers, and she still ended up in fifth. Yeah, that's amazing. She did amazing. great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that that how 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 are you feeling about the spear? Are you are you just like maybe I'll hit this, or how's that been going? <laughs> um, it's been coming along, um, just with like a few more reps in, but it's certainly one of the wild cards that I just like hope hope sticks, but. It's funny even just watching people who've been around for years and years and like they still fail it sometimes. So I know it, it's it's a bit unfortunate in some ways, but it become it can become like a mental block. Yeah, yeah. So I far, know. I'm not at that point because I don't put tons of pressure on myself. At, in general, I think in these, but um, yeah, it's it it probably will get to that point. Well, you either hit it or you don't, right? Nothing yeah. else can really happen. Yeah, I wish yeah. I wish that was like you had the option to throw it multiple times. I yeah, wish that was such a big. Would, like, it still would be a penalty because you'd still take another like take forever. You know, twenty seconds or something to reel it back in and throw it again. 
you should have the option, right? Like how tire flip on, uh, on the women's side in the previous years, like it wasn't, I, it wasn't heavy enough to really mm-hmm. give benefit to the athletes who were strong, which I think is mm-hmm. like, unfortunate. It's like, let's see how let's, let's let these athletes feature their strength where on the men's side, it would be a problem. Right. But you could like, um, you could go until you felt like you couldn't, you yeah. know, and then, then you had to take the, the penalty. So there's a little bit of strategy in there. I think the spear should be like that. You know, where it's like, okay. you, get to, you could throw it like five times, but it would take longer than just doing burpees after one miss or something. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, huh. Or like, you, hmm, I, go ahead. I was just trying to think if you could like, if it was like 10 burpees per miss spear or something. So oh. like you miss it once you get again. So that adds like 20 seconds to pull it in and then you still have to do 10 burpees. That's and not a I, bad I, idea. It's all complicated. There's so I think in general everyone just is like, I don't like this beer in the bird, but <laughs> <laughs> lots of potential <It's>, ideas. <laughs> that would be that that that's interesting, right? But then yeah, it's just that would be a judging issue and people go nuts oh, yeah. about the judges oh, in OCR. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> if we could have something that's a little more dialed in, but um because mm-hmm. that, that would it's just like it is the race brain. It's the it's the brain energy again that's hard to yes. figure out. Yeah, um, for sure. So what, what's your, what's your season looking like? Um, I have a, I'm doing a ski mo race, like the North American championships at the end of this cool. month, which I'm excited about. I haven't done really like a serious one of those. I've done a like low key just at, you know, on a pretty simple open slope. Um, but I'm excited for that one. It'll be a good learning, learning curve. I think it's on some pretty interesting terrain, which is kind of what I like about. Where skiing. is it? It's in, it's at Kicking Horse Resort in Golden, BC. Oh, cool. um, but the team's race has like a rappel in it and some pretty steep and narrow skiing. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that should be good. I think Rhea is going to be there. Sweet. Which be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you know her at all? Like, will you be able to be like, hey, OCR, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. We've like, we chatted in Tahoe and then uh, she messaged me saying that she's going to be here and asking if she can sleep in her van, if it's like friendly for that. So <laughs> um, we might try and ski the day after together. Cool. So, so yeah, that'd be sweet. She's like definitely a, a role model for me in, in many aspects. So um, that'd be fun to see her there. And then there's another race the next weekend, which I might do. And then there's some um, like ski traverse sort of FKTs and some summits that I want to try and tackle in April and May. Um, and then uh, I think Big Bear seems oh. like fun. Um, so probably head down for that. Um, and then June, I was hoping to do Mexico because that sounded really exciting. And I had some time off work, um, especially just like the the elevation gain of it yeah. and being at altitude was pretty cool. Um, but then I'm not sure because the next weekend I've signed up for Broken Arrow, the vertical kilometer and the 26K. Nice. And then the weekend after that, I have a, another sky running race in Alberta here called Meet the Minotaur. Um, so I think three weekends back to back will be too much for my, my frail little body. With um, that travel too. Yeah. So yeah. I might end up skipping out on Mexico, which is unfortunate, but um, it's maybe what's smart. I don't know. Um, and then... Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Kind of just gonna play it by ear, really. Like it'd be fun to do the series, but if things don't work out, then we'll see. But if they do, then great. Yeah, we'd love to see. I'd love to see at. Uh, I would imagine your climbing, like that steep climbing, just based off of like doing schema stuff, is is probably mm. pretty strong. Would you like a course like Big Bear? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's like super yeah. steep in, uh, climbs and descents. It's like yeah, 30, 40%. Yeah. It's, not super, it's not crazy technical, but yeah. it's just like really steep. Yeah, fun. That's your jam. <laughs> <laughs> I like it all. Um, can I ask you about schema a little bit? I don't know anything sure. about it. Okay. So in terms of like, how long are those races? Do, is it, is it kind of like, like a sky racing thing or like an ultra where it's like, there's no real set distances, just like however long it takes to get up is the race. And then is it uh, up and yeah. down? Yeah. So there's, it's sort of like obstacle course racing, I guess in some ways and that there's, there's different categories. So there's a sprint, which is like super quick, like under five minutes, probably. Oh, I've not wow. done those before. And then there's a vertical, which is just going like from the bottom to the top up. <laughs> oh. That's the only part that's timed. Um, and then there's um, an individual, which would be kind of more like a beast, I'd say, in terms of like time of effort. So you skin up and then you do a boot pack and maybe a rappel and then you ski down and then you do that again on like different area. Huh. Um and then there's also a team's race that would be, I think, like similar to the individual in terms of like time and effort. Um, but I, I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't done it yet. So we'll see. What's the race going to be like in BC? Um, well, I think exciting. I think what is it, what's like be... the distance of it? Like where are you going to? Oh, um, I should look at a map. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's a vertical one that would probably... I, I don't really know probably like maybe a thousand meters of gain over like 7k or something like that so pretty cool. steady just like you're going up yeah <laughs> um and then the vertical i mean the individual would probably be more like i don't know 20 to 30k and like 3,000 meters of gain but Rhea would be a much better person to ask <laughs> so and i'm gonna ask you and um you don't seem like someone who's going to like brag about how good you are going to at this stuff. How good are you going to be at schema? Are you going to, are you competitive? Are you like in the mix? Um, yeah, I, I'll let you know. <laughs> um, I think in some ways it's similar to OCR in that like there is technique involved and that can be something that holds you up. Mm -hmm. Um, so you have to like transition really quickly. Um, and there's, there's like a rhythm to that and, and having reps in and like knowing exactly where your skis go in your pack um, mm. definitely saves you time. So I think there's that like element of I'm probably a bit of a rookie and need to learn. But mm -hmm. in terms of fitness, um, just judging on like kind of like who I've gone out with and so the days that I've been having, I think I could contend. But I, I just don't know. I've not competed on like a bigger stage at all um so and it's a lot more we just don't have the the like numbers of people that do it in canada as there are in the states or especially in europe so mm -hmm. it's hard to really compare i think yeah it's not courses aren't like apples to apples right yeah like, it's not like a time-based thing no uh, and ray is good right yeah yeah like will she do well in this this north american championship yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah it's cool i i just moved to colorado i'm from the east coast like in like the northeast of uh, uh of the states so i just moved okay. out here and I, I don't know how to ski but i want to uh, ski yeah. mo i want to oh, just go yeah. i just want to go up but then i would yeah. just be up there 
<laughs> what do I do now? How do I get down? I think you'll. I think you can pick it up pretty quick. Like, yeah, schemo is super nice because you don't have to go on like really heinous downhills. You know, the the arguably for some people the more important is the up aspect, and then the down you figure it out. And it's a great like such a great way to get exercise. Um, and if you are looking to improve your skiing, like you definitely can, especially if you live close to a ski hill, like yeah, you, you get so much more reps in if you do use the lift <laughs> or if right. you're out consistently, um, going up, like you, you'll improve on the descents pretty quickly <laughs> and they're fun. Yeah. Like that's, that's the, the beauty of it. It's so I, much better than, than hiking or running downhill. Trust me. Uh, yeah. The, the running downhill is also not, it probably feels great. To hike, to ski up a hill, that ski down probably feels amazing. Yeah, it is. Um, last thing, I don't know if you're going to know anything about this, but what's that? Do you know anything about the Kelowna area where this, where the North American Championships are going to be? I don't. I know it's probably several hours from where you live. Um, yeah. But have you been to that area of the country? Yeah, yeah. We used to have what's soccer. It, what's it like? <laughs> oh, nice. Um. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's kind of like. There, there's definitely mountains right in Kelowna. It's a bit more kind of like rounded top mountains. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm mm -hmm. not, I haven't, I'm not sure what the like elevation they'll choose to do it on, but there's potential for it to be a lot. Um, but kind of like we saw in slow, there might be hills that they choose not to use, or there might be hills that they really maximize. Um, but yeah, that time of year, it's tough to say, like it could still be, really dry with fires going on in the area mm -hmm. um it's typically pretty like warm for canadian standards in the mm -hmm. summer but for for other people's standards it'll be pretty like average i'd say um yeah beautiful there's lots of nice lakes beaches yeah it seems like it's really diverse right mm -hmm. there's like a lot there mm -hmm. i think it from what it looks like and what it sounds like it seems like a good venue for an obstacle course race it's going to be like kind of fair yeah but. i think i think so i don't think it'll be like insanely technical um but i haven't like run there much in the summer mm. but yeah and like it's nice to have a dry climate like the west virginia race yeah um in august is so humid it's like Asheville. oh like I how, bet. Yeah. yeah yeah so that'd be cool but um mm -hmm. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you taking this time. This was super fun getting to hang out, chat with you a little bit. Again, it's been fun watching you kind of come into the sport, and it's going to be cool to see what you got because we now, we now know you're going to push yourself as hard as you can. <laughs> so we're looking forward to seeing it. Thanks. I appreciate this chat. It was great. So I'm just going to hit stop, and we'll go back to that first screen, and I'll make to link to all your socials and everything like that, and um, okay. people can find you and all. Cool? Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us. Bye.